Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode, I sit down with Mario Cesario and Vince Belmonte. I hope I'm pronouncing their names properly there. And uh, we talk about everything. We talk about our parents growing up. We get into real estate. We get into Mario's story a little bit of what he went through and why he chose to become a real estate investor. And Vince is now diving into this world as well. We talk about we actually get into a little bit, I want to, I don't want to say an argument, Vince and, I, Vince and I have known each other for a long time. We're good friends. You should know that. And we start discussing TFC and some players on the team. You'll hear it on the particular episode, but I love doing episodes like this because I think we have the opportunity here to have other Canadians locally who are investing on the streets, come in here and share their stories, why they're investing, where they're investing, how they're investing. And to me, if I was starting out, I would have loved to listen to this kind of stuff. So I feel honored and privileged and grateful to be able to bring people like Mario and Vince on the podcast and share their stories and just have some fun. We get into some tequila as well on this particular podcast. So there you go. And if you are listening to this and you want to get started in real estate and don't know where to look, you can come to our free introductory training class. You can register for that at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. So that's where Nick and I spend about an hour sharing a whole bunch of information. Then we stick around to do a Q&A afterwards and tackle a whole bunch more information and answer any questions that come in our way. You can register for that at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. We do those about once a month right now. And that URL again is CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's it for the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live with... Uh the one and only Vince Belmonte and his good friend since childhood at some age. What age did you guys meet? I was 12, 12 going on to 13. Grade 8. Grade 8. Mario Cesario. How do you say your last name properly, Mario? Cesario. Oh, Cesario. It is the day of Italians in here. I just <laughs> mentioned that we had Fabio in here before. And now we have Mario Cesario and Vince. Vince, how do I say your last name properly? Belmonte. Oh, Belmonte. Belmonte. Yeah. Oh, I like the accent at the end. Belmonte. Beautiful accent. Okay, okay. So it's the well. day. We're having a day of Italy in here. That's what we're having in here. Um, and we already talked about the World Cup and stuff. Actually, I was just talking to some uh, friends at lunch. And uh, I don't know how your parents were. But my father, we we're just saying how this is never really done anyway anymore, at least not publicly. Like my father used to, I don't want to say hit because everyone's going to think our father is like an <laughs> evil guy. But like he used to hit <laughs> with the, like these two fingers at the side of our head. If we ever did something that he thought was wrong, he would just drill us in the side of the head. There's like a soft spot in the side of your skull, like right here. And somehow he would just nail it every time. Violence was a tool back then. It really <laughs> Violence was a tool. But can you imagine you were at a, a, a do both your boys play baseball still or one? One does. One does. One. Can you imagine going uh, to the baseball diamond and just taking two fingers? Like he, he my father used to work construction. He had really strong <laughs> hands and he just would drill you like a pipe. Can you imagine seeing that right now? You get child services called on Absolutely. You. Sorry to cut you off. We had a play in baseball. Pull once. the mic nice and close. We want to hear you. We want to hear you. Okay. So we had a play in baseball where I think the catcher got hurt uh, on the other team. The coach came out, went to clean him up, clean the dust off him and stuff. And he he said, I'm his father. I'm good. 
Oh no. Oh my gosh, just cleaning the dust off him. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. And he was the manager of the team. He yeah, was yeah, coach. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it looks awkward. Like yeah, so imagine poking off. somebody yeah. in the yeah. side of the head. We were at a soccer <laughs> game one time. I, I guess I would have still, this must have been still grade school, maybe grade eight, grade nine, grade eight, I want to say. And there was a playoff game. And uh, my father didn't like the way, the system, just think, this the system that the coach was playing, he w- went onto the field, grabbed me by the ear, and took me home. Right, Good in, the, for him. right in the middle of the game. I've heard not because like not that. because of the way yeah. I was playing. He didn't agree with the system. We must. This must have probably been grade seven or something. And he didn't agree with the system, and he pulled me off the field and took me home. And then the next time we had to go to practice, like. I didn't even bring it up. It was just like nothing happened. I was back at practice and playing with my friends. But can you imagine doing this stuff like that no, now? No, no, not at all. No. But you, you have two kids. I have two boys. Yes, two boys. What are their ages now? Sixteen and thirteen. Well, one's yeah. turning thirteen in September. So, so Daniel's sixteen. Daniel's sixteen. Holy smokes! Yeah. And then I got, I got three. I got a twenty-one-year-old. Wow. A thirteen and a seven. Oh. So wow. I became a dad at a very young age, which I think helped me in my path. <laughs> why? Why do you think that? Was he was he out of control, Vince? A little bit, yeah. So <laughs> a little bit. It so was, you it was think weird. It, it settled you down? Oh, it had to settle me down. I was doing things that you know these guys were partying, and I'm doing. I'm writing life insurance at yeah, 24, yeah, yeah. right? So different mindset at the time, but things that I had to do. It didn't settle us down. No, <clears throat> no. It settled him down. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So that's weird. You're you're kind of re- a, a boy or a girl at 21. Girl. A girl, girl. And, uh, and you had her when you were 24? 24, 24 yeah. She's 21 now? Yeah. And you're watching these guys go to the clubs or whatever uh, I doing. still went, but I had to kind of tone it down a bit too, right? Like I always had that at the back of my head. Like, yeah, hey, I got a kid at home, so I got to, you know, watch what I do and say now. And so um, you guys have known each other for that long. Mm-hmm. Mira, why did you, how did you come across past us? Vince, was it you and Andrea? Yes. Or no, you found us independently? I yeah, you guys Vince mentioned you guys in passing. And then I'm in advertising. And I would scroll through you know, countless hours of Instagram and all that. And I'm like, you know, I was looking for something to do. Right. And I came across Rockstar. And I heard you add to the radio as well. And then I just put two and two together. And I remember, holy crap. I go, that's that's Vince and Andrea's friends, right? And then that's how I kind of put the two and two together and called him up and said, hey, I gotta, we got to do something. <laughs> yeah, and that's how it all So your up. ads yeah, work. I forgot he was in advertising. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot because we take pride in how ugly our stuff is. <laughs> like we literally take pride because we, we, we talk to our team about, you know, we say, look, and oh, marketing, the we're not a big Fortune 500 company here. We just need advertising that gets people to respond yes so forget about all this image and stuff somebody on our team was just telling me uh, she was saying her name's alex she was saying something about what we're doing didn't match what she was taught in school about conform- unity conformity and continuity i don't know something like say a design principle where it has to be conform i, I, no, I have not, no idea what i can't even about. repeat Stop. it mario Stop. probably knows where i'm trying to go with this that it, it was supposed to be an image that looks really pretty and nice and we were saying alex this doesn't convey what we want to say like it looks pretty your style but we want the words to stand out so it's easy to read yeah <laughs> like we just wanted to totally different yeah. and then i think mario when i discovered you were an advertising and mike was telling me and i think you do some high level stuff it's not just like no we i do i manage i manage like 
you know, big, big accounts. Yeah, that, that's <clears throat> what I mean. And we send out this monthly newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> and I could just imagine when Mary opens up our monthly newsletter and sees all the <laughs> margins and the fonts and stuff. And you know what? Instead of getting embarrassed by it, somehow it makes me happy. Because I'm like, yeah. Mario's just going to laugh at this thing. And I, I get a kick out of it. I don't know why. But I don't. Because there was one podcast I think I listened to. There's a reason for you guys to do that. Right? And it's true. It works. So don't don't change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. There is some thinking behind it. Yeah, <laughs> there definitely is thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But what were you going to say? No, you didn't want to hear the phone call I had when Mario saw the first newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So, so for those of you listening, our newsletter, yeah, it's this 12 page thing we send out to all members of Rockstar. And I can only imagine him kind of ripping it apart. Like, who am I dealing with? Are these guys? We used to have people on the first book we put out, we had no time to, to get it proofread like three okay. times. So we had a proofread once. It went out with a bunch of grammatical errors and spelling mistakes. We had people rip us apart, but they would also send the book back marked up oh wow and we're like oh my gosh this is amazing like they hate our guts like they're they're basically <laughs> sending our book back in disgust saying i'll never work with you for real estate transactions because if you can't spell these words properly how am i going to trust you with a purchase for you know the biggest thing i'm ever going to do in my life and they would send the book back all marked up and we're like this is like free editing like people are making fun <laughs> yeah. of us, but there we actually have these people out I there. Think, I think they cared about yeah, you. Yeah, I think they actually <laughs> cared about us. And every time we got these books back like this, we would go and make all the changes. So over time, it's like we had free, uh, free yeah. proofreading. There you go. So uh, before we go any further, I just want to make sure these don't get too too warm. So this is some, this is Vince's had Don Julio. I've never had this. Oh, you've never had this? No, no the, I, you probably hate tequila. Do you like tequila? Cheers. Okay. Cheers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hate to even sip it. I mean, I hate to even shoot it down. This is a sipper, but... Oh, that's good. It's a nice... I say it's a nice tequila as it's catching my throat, right? Oh, it's a beautiful... That doesn't taste like tequila. No, that's... Especially, I got it out of the the freezer. Oh, it's champagne. One one day, uh, Vince was over at our house, and we had a bottle of this, and I think it was Will that was there and he was telling me I think how much he hated tequila by the end of the night he's poor he's trying to pour himself more shots out of the bottle because he liked the tequila Tom, as well. everybody hates tequila before this before yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. before you have the Don Julio so and then why did you think about getting started in so when you when he pulled you over here and Vince we'll, we'll, we'll come to you yeah. in a second but w- what was it in your life that made you want to think uh, you're going to get started in real estate because you were looking for something to do that was the legitimate reason <clears throat> man I have a whole story about this so for me it was more like I did a lot so you know, I had, had my kid at 24. My career was just starting out, working downtown for a big firm. And then, you know, as the years go by, it's like, okay, I want to do more. What else can I do more? And uh, I met a guy. I met a guy that uh, owned a restaurant downtown. And I would do all his marketing and his website. I did all his branding for him. And, you know, very successfully, he's on 22 years, but like, I think it was like maybe 11 years in, he came up to me and we had a discussion like, Hey, let's, do you want to do, do you want to do a second location? So I'm like, sure, let's do it. Right. I'll do, I'll, I'll open up a restaurant with you. It's the hardest business in the world. I did it for eight years, but at the same time I was doing advertising. So I would wake up at five in the morning, go to the restaurant, do all my prep leave the restaurant, go to my office. I swear to God, I had like sauce on my shoes, flour on my, on my shirt. I'd go to work, leave work, go back to the restaurant, you know, and then close the restaurant, help close. You know, we had staff and everything, but, and uh, I did that for eight years, 16, 17 hour days. Then I saw my wife, like we had two young kids at home. Like she was just deteriorating, right? I'm like, all right. 
where I wanted to take the restaurant business was franchise, you know, open up more locations, get us out of the weeds, kind of go big. We had investors all lined up. Where was the restaurant? Uh, two locations, one uh, Spadina in Richmond and one was Richmond and Sherbourne. So great, oh, wow. great spots. What, what uh, type of restaurant? It's, it's a small Italian place. Okay. Right. And God bless my partner. Um, I don't want to drop names or restaurant names if we can, but um, he's amazing. Like such a workhorse entrepreneur guy. But he just didn't want to expand because we know the issues with restaurants. Staffing is difficult to get, especially now. Imagine now. So what happened? So I ended up, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do both. So I had a conversation with him. We kind of went our separate ways. He sold, I, I sold my shares to him. But then it came to a point where in my career, I'm like, okay, ageism is real in advertising. If you don't get to a certain level in your career at a certain age, you start to get looked at as like a bit of a dinosaur, hmm. right? So I started looking at ages. I'm like, okay, I'm you know I'm reaching forty. Like, what's what's next for me? I had did the restaurant thing, and then I stumbled across all these ads, and I'm like, I always wanted to do something like that, right? So then that's when I did it. I just picked up the phone, got you guys, and set up a meeting. I'm like, okay, let's try something different. Because you seem to have come out guns a blazing. I remember you. I think Mario met with uh, Mike, Mike yeah. Vince, and before I know it, Mike's telling me, "I think you bought multiple properties in a short period of time." I bought three. Yeah, like most people don't come out buying yeah. two, yeah. three properties, yeah. and it's pet. It, you kind of feel good when you buy a property. You feel good for that first moment when you sign the papers. <clears throat> usually, within five minutes, you think somebody ripped you off. So usually you'll think, oh my gosh, those rock star guys, I, I knew they were, I knew where they were assholes and they ripped me off on this thing. <laughs> but you seem to have kind of survived, survived that. So on the first property, you closed on this property. Where was it? I don't even know. They're all in St. Catharines. They're all in St. Catharines. Uh, did you have to rent it out yourself or did you have a tenant in there? The first one was tenanted. Okay. So which bites right now because they're getting a wicked deal. Wicked deal. Because <laughs> how many right? years ago did you buy? 2018. Oh, the rents have gone up yeah. so much. Yeah. We just had a, 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 a duplex or a legal second suite in Hamilton. Top floor rented out for 2600 a month plus utilities. Bottom floor for twenty two. Wow. That's one single family home. That's a total of what? $4,800. That home we would have rented out, Nick and I, in like 2007 for about 1400 bucks total for total. the whole house. Yeah. Now that house is generating $4,800. So, it's, I mean, you take the good with the bad, yeah. right? Like this family's amazing. It's a young family. They're getting a full, it's a full uh, townhouse for 1600 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a good price right now. Yeah. But yeah, if you have a good family and 100%. you're 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 providing housing there, so yeah. the service is great. Yeah. Okay, so then you go and do another one? Yeah, and then we did another one. Um I found this one. I'm like, "Hey Mike, let's go look at this one." It wasn't I think it was on MLS for a few days. Um but I I showed Mike and he's like, "Okay, let's go look." And it was one this of the great Mike didn't tell me this. So you're doing Mike's job. For him. This, is <laughs> no. this is how we like to work with people at Rockstar. You find the properties, you call us, then we will help you put in the offer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Exc excellent business. Yeah, model. yeah that's, <laughs> brilliant. that's totally brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So we went out to look at it and I remember Mike's like, dude, this is one of the nicest homes I've ever laid my eyes on in St. Catharines. He goes, if you don't want it, I'm taking it. Oh, another great sales strategy. <laughs> oh my gosh, we got this stuff figured. See how we have things dialed in. Awesome. I love, awesome. yeah, I love yeah, Mike yeah, for yeah. that. I love his for his honesty. So I'm like, uh, and anyways, it was perfect because downstairs had a kitchen and three bedrooms already done. I'm like, I can easily do this oh, wow. with, with a little conversion of a door. Separate entrance. I'm doing this a duplex. Rare to find. Yeah. Super rare. Yeah. Eight, eight foot ceiling basements. So it was it was perfect. I'm like, dude, let's we have to win this one. 
And we did. We got, got it. it. Wow. And then that one, did you have to tenant that one yourself? Yeah. And I, how was that experience? Because <clears throat> you have never done that before. No, it was, uh, upstairs was easy. I filled that one the first day. So upstairs I was getting 1750 and this was 2019. And then downstairs, um, I was, you know, there was for sure it was a students before down there because each door had a lock on it and I wasn't into students at the time. Uh, but it seemed to, that seemed to who was attracted to this place, right? So was it wa- close to Brock, I guess? Yeah, it's pretty close Got to Brock. It. So I wanted to make sure that whoever was in there, and I even, I think I paid my, I think I paid, I didn't have renters in there for like two or three months because I wanted to make sure whoever Got was it. in there was was um, was perfect for the spot, right? Because, you know, do your due diligence, right? You don't want shitty people in there. And then sure, yeah. There's problems down the road. So I think it was vacant for like two or three months to make sure that I wanted the right person in there. Ended up getting three students, um, that, that so you didn't want students. <laughs> course, I didn't want students, course. but <laughs> yeah, but no. they were uh, three very mature girls, um, you know, and they were there for me with two years now. Wow. So now they left, and I get <laughs> more students. More now. students, okay. But they're again. So you have students in the basement, and on the main floor, it's like a just family. a couple. Oh, a couple. Yeah, wow. Young okay, couple. that's not common, yeah. and that's working out for you. Great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then so fi- signing leases and stuff <clears throat> was that a little difficult for you? Intimidating? Straightforward. Um, the first one was a little weird. Like I've never put on a, it's like an open house, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. You know, pre-COVID, yeah. I'm getting people walking through and I'm kind of doing the, you know, here's the house and yeah. have a look and, you know, sign these papers. Because everything you guys do, like whatever you guys set out for us to kind of fill out works. Like it's, a, it's the system's down packed. It's amazing. Just a little plug. Yeah, cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you can now plug your buddy with the restaurant. Now we can go plug for plug. You know, we could do that. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Yeah, you can mention his restaurant. I didn't know if you wanted to or not. You could totally mention Fizarro's, it. Pat. Fizarro's, Pat. Uh, Fizarro's is a... Fizarro's. Fizarro's. It's such an amazing Italian restaurant. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Very good. I, I miss Very it good. every oh, awesome. day. Oh, awesome. Best sauce in the city. I tell really? You. Yes. If you really? ever go downtown, best sauce. Let's all go. Book a reservation. I Let's will do all... that. I yeah, will do that. We gotta go. I will do that. Hundred uh, percent. So, um, so you 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 signed you followed the process. You yeah. signed. I find most people who if they work, what we find is if you've worked in a corporate job, like at a desk kind of thing in front of a computer, when you go out to fill your first <clears> property. A lot of people find it intimidating because they're dealing yeah. with what I would call the general public, and in their role, they don't deal with the general public. They're they're. they're I'm work. in front of clients all the time, and I'm so in it front, was okay. Yeah, I'm in okay. front of clients that make big decisions all the time. So I'm like, I was pretty comfortable. Okay, because tenants will spill out their whole life story to you. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen that yet or not. They'll tell you. Yeah, everything. they try. They try whatever they can to to kind of yeah. get accepted or everything. Yeah. But okay, cool. So you did it, and then me. the third property is also in St. Catharines, another rental. Duplex, single family. Uh, you know I it would it would have been an easy conversion to a duplex, um, but I didn't. I went. I found an amazing family. They wanted the whole house, and pretty good rent too. I think I was getting thinking twenty two on that one. Yeah, awesome. House. Yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, That's yeah. not an easy thing that you've walked in walked into and done this. Like, not yeah. everybody can pull off what you're <clears> doing, and I don't mean that lightly. I mean the stress involved. I don't know if tenants have called you yet, but there is a lot of work to own real estate. So a lot of the, a lot, you know, especially we live in a world right now that maybe is, you know, rewarding asset owners of all types a little bit uh, more aggressively than I had ever imagined. But we had always anticipated that people who own assets are going to be able to circumvent some of the financial things that are coming all our way the easiest because they're asset owners. But even we didn't foresee real estate prices to go the way they've gone. 
And, you know, looking at some of the data going forward, there's new construction starting in single family homes. Like some of the supply is going to get a little bit better. But I just looked at our latest permanent resident numbers, our latest immigration numbers mm -hmm. and interest rates. We just renewed a mortgage at 1.2%. Wow. Um, so, so when you have cheap money, you have not enough supply and you have people pouring in. I, I just don't see that the price corrects in any meaningful way. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling a lot of people who are maybe just a bit older than your daughter, who are about 25 right now, they're having conversations with people, rock stars saying, hey, tell me when the real estate market is going to, you know, is going to crash because that's when I'll jump in. And I feel for that generation because I really don't see an imminent crash Maybe at a plateau, maybe prices will come down sure. a little bit, but I don't see like a 40% correction in real estate prices just because of our fundamentals. But good for you. You have this asset base and uh, I'm sure if you've been, yeah, you've been doing it for a little while already. So you're already reaping the re rewards financially from owning that. So good for you, man. Yeah, and I had Mike look out for another one yesterday for me. Oh, he, did you? Yeah, oh, I think he, he mentioned that. That's he actually right. drove out to St. Catharines for me um, and checked it out. Inside was a complete redo gut job was beautiful inside but the outside needed a lot of work he's like down the line you're replacing you know air conditioner furnace windows it's expensive yeah windows are expensive yeah. roof like foundation the bottom of these troughs was all wood still oh um, yeah, so yeah. you know they didn't take the time to do it properly um but it was in a beautiful area of st Catharines, and he's just like you know what we'll pass on this one and i love yeah. that i love that you guys do that like anybody else would probably just say yeah scoop it up scoop yeah, it up yeah. right like mike's always been excellent uh, mike's like uh, it's good to have him on our side totally or, or oh, on rock star yeah, side totally yeah. he's he's always thinking yeah. long term yeah um yeah. yeah, and I'm sure Excellent. you know a little bit about Mike's story. Mike comes from very humble beginnings. Yep. He's yep. got everybody's yep. back. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're doing all this, and then now um, Andrea, I think, Andrea, the way Andrea told me the story, so I hope this is correct, is that she said she found a property and told, I, I told Vince we're buying this property and that uh, you're in agreement to buy this property. Yep. But I feel like she, your wife, may have coerced you a little bit to be she, buying this property. She Are coerces you me to every, into everything. <laughs> I do not make a decision on my own. But you guys bought a property. I don't even. I also don't know where this property is. It's in St. Catharines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just saying that reminded me. I remember she called briefly, or we yeah. text back and forth yeah, briefly yeah, on that property. Yeah. And you guys are closing on that property the sixteenth of September, okay. I believe. So that'll be a straight around rental. Around is there a tenant in that property? Not yet. No. Okay, no. so you'll so get that looking, property. Yeah. yeah, we'll be looking for a tenant. Yeah, so you have to call us. You know, during that process because when you go through that process you'll see what i'm talking about it's a little oh, no for sure it's we're, a, we're brand new into this and yeah we put our both our feet in and yeah. we'll see what happens why are you guys thinking about real estate tom way back when we were supposed to get in with mario on the first property he bought this was supposed to be a, a bit of a joint venture between the both of us and it quite wasn't the right time for us so we put it on the back burner for a few years and uh, all of a sudden, we decided, I remember hearing a quote. For, I wish I remember the person. And they said, if you're saving money, you're losing money. Now, I don't know how much sense that makes. Mm -hmm. But to me, it kind of rung a bell a little bit where it's, you know what, to have money in the bank like your parents always wanted you to have and this and that is not doing you anything. So we decided to, and I think it's time again that we start looking. And then that's what we called Mike up and got the ball rolling again the last little while. And uh, this is where we are. So we bought a house, 
maybe a month after we called Mike and uh, this is where we are. Yeah, good for you guys. I mean, I feel like it's such a struggle. Someone on our team was just telling me that they were having a conversation. Sorry, this is actually a friend of mine was just saying they were having a conversation with a dad at the side of a soccer field. And this particular dad was commenting how the real estate market's so crazy and it's bound to crash and they invested in GICs. I didn't even know. I didn't even know the banks even attempted to sell GICs anymore. Like, what's the interest rate on a today's GIC? I no, mean, we should, no, no idea. What, is, a it, what is a GIC? Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I kind of feel badly because they were probably taught by their parents, pay off all debt, debt is bad, yeah. save your money. And for you to hear that quote that like saving, whatever it was, saving is not getting you ahead. Or, no, what is, what was it? Uh, if you're saving money, you're, you're losing. You're, you're losing, losing money. Yeah, because you're not keeping up with the cost of living around. You're not keeping up with the assets exactly. around you. It's tough to have a conversation with people. I'm sure you guys have friends in your life where it's hard to even talk about what you're doing. They just probably think you're crazy. Especially if you grew up, where did you guys grow up? Jane and Finch. Jane and Finch. You guys are Jane and Finch Italian. Well, that's hardcore Italian. And people were killing cows in the garages of Jane and Finch, man. Tom, be careful what blood. you say. There was blood coming yeah. out of garages. Take it easy. There was many driveways with blood flowing down with the Italian families inside killing God knows what animal inside. The reason I know this is my brother-in-law's family is from Jane and Finch area. Okay. And his father was killing animals in the garage. So I know what was happening in the Jane and Finch Italian. I know area. I'm going to upset and piss off a lot of people but I've had a few lambs killed in my garage. Oh my God, <laughs> girl. I'll, I'll never or forget. Or cleaned out, anyway. <laughs> I can't remember if it was lambs or goats. I guess it was lambs. Our father puts in a bulk order with some farm farmer. <laughs> These lambs come to our garage on one day with this farmer. He backs up. We're playing ball hockey on the on outside. This guy ba uh, uh, backs up to the garage. Car. In, yeah, yeah, car. He backs up with garbage bags and there's lambs, skinned lambs. Yeah. In this, in this, uh, in the garage, and uh, there's like 20 of them, and then all of a sudden, my dad's friends start pulling up, picking, and my friends are like, "What is going on?" And I'm like, "Oh, don't worry, that's like nothing. That's a, there's just a 20 dead lambs in our." <laughs> In our garage. <laughs> Luckily, at that time, there was still enough people around doing all the similar things. But yeah. today, I feel like if you oh. drop off 20 dead lambs in your garage, it's not looked upon no, kindly. No, somebody's right? getting a different called. Neighborhood. A yeah, 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 yeah. Holy smokes, we've all been through so much on that kind of stuff. I remember our father um, uh, coming back from Croatian Park in Mississauga. He, I, you know, I, he hit a goose or whatever on the on the yeah, on yeah. the on the Eglinton. I think it was Eglinton, and. Uh, in my mind, he stopped and picked it up and threw it in the back of our truck. But I think that's an incorrect memory because I don't oh, remember man. ever eating a goose or anything. So I don't think because if, yeah. if he brought it home, we probably would have eaten the yeah. thing. But at the time, uh, these things all just seem normal. You well, know? I don't know if this story is true, but a friend of ours has a cottage up in Wasaga Beach and his father, God rest his soul. There was a it was, what was what was eating his garden up there? Was it a it may have been a raccoon, a squirrel or I don't know what it was. Anyways, he goes, I'm going to, tomorrow we're going to eat that. And I don't know if what was on the table was this animal, but it, it, this animal did not show up anymore. So. <laughs> no more garbage was eaten. Yeah. No more garden yeah, yeah, was eaten. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. My aunt once uh, in Croatia, a rabbit gets caught in the headlights of the car. She runs out, grabs the, grabs the rabbit because yep. it was completely frozen. Like it didn't move. Yep. She was able to go grab it. And in the back of the trunk, you just hear this thud like boom. Boom, boom, where she, I guess she's holding it and just like smashing it to kill it. Smash the head to try to snap I, the neck. I get, yeah, I, I guess that's what she's doing. Like and that. the next day we ate it, oh, you know, and this stuff just seemed kind of normal to me. But I know now when you repeat the stories, you're like basically, I don't know, some out, outcast from society. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing that. So uh, you glad you guys are on board with these stories. Yeah. Um, 
So where does this real estate uh, thing kind of lead for you? Is this something, I guess, Mario, uh, I'll ask you first. Is this something, I guess, now you'll hold for some time? Is there a price point that you're going to sell and say, I'm out of this? Do you talk to your kids about this? Like, what do you think of this stuff going forward? Yeah, I mean, I talk to my kids as much as they want to listen to about it. Um, sure. My oldest one, you know, she graduated from film school. So she's, you know, she's got a career path. But uh, my youngest one, my 13, sorry, my 13-year-old, I'm like, She's like, I don't know what to do. Damn it, get into real estate. There's something with real estate. Don't worry, we're going to set you up with real estate. And um, I think for me, it's going to be a hold because I don't have pension. I don't have anything like that. Like it's, I'm not part of a union. So when I leave my job, that's it. So this is going to be some kind of income for me, hopefully. Um, you know, even I'm what, three, four years in, I don't think... I've seen the I've I don't think I've seen the rewards yet of, of real estate other than the appreciation value and mm -hmm. all that, but I haven't used it. No, you haven't been able to refinance no, a property yet. I haven't yeah. been able to do any of that to kind of, you know, really see the the benefits of it. But you know, that's I'm looking forward to that part anyway. And then if you know, keep going. I'll mm -hmm. keep going. Yeah, and that day will come and it takes time. I think the first two, three years of real estate are the most frustrating because you're really only dealing with problems. Yeah. Either you have an unexpected pro uh, vacancy, a problem like a maintenance request, mm -hmm. and you don't mm -hmm. really have the money saved up to pay for something yeah. that you hadn't planned for in your furnace. So it t two or three years, it almost kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. But then it slowly kind of creeps and then it surprises you once you hold it. I, Nick and I have now had properties for 20 years. And at the beginning, we had no money for any renovate. We had to scrape money together for renovations if we had to update yeah. a washroom or something. Mm -hmm. So for years, I didn't even know why we held them. I think it was just too much trouble to even sell. Yeah. So we just kept investing. And then after five years, it's interesting. And then after 10 years, and I can tell you now definitively, after 20 years, it's like, whoa. Like how much equity is in there and what can we do? Yeah. And this is after refinancing <laughs> properties several times. You yeah. still have a lot of equity. Yeah. Right, so, so the, the problem with me is that I'm not afraid. Like I have, I'm a risk taker. Um, my wife's a little bit more reserved and I'm like, no, we're going to go look at another property. She's like, oh, do we need another one mm -hmm. right now? I'm like, mm -hmm. yes. Like I don't, I just, I just go mm -hmm. and I deal with it. Yeah, after. I'm trying to think, I wonder what, how you could protect your, your kind of, because the risk would be the market changes. There's a credit event. Banks aren't lending. Real estate market collapses because there's no available credit. Mm. Um, rents should stay pretty solid because people still need a place to live. Yep. So rents should stay solid from everything we are researching from the U.S. that when they went through that big kind of correction in 2007, 2008. Um but you wouldn't be able to refinance. The values would be, let, let's say, say even less than what you bought it for. Yeah. So you'd be in a situation where, worst case, ideally, you're renting it out and covering whatever you have now. So that's the thing to plan for. Yeah. yeah. So you would just need to plan for that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the way I think of it too is it's, you, if you, know, you don't have a job, you can't get approvals either. So I'm trying to accumulate as much as I can while I have an income. Right. Because the banks aren't going to just because I have three properties rented out, they're not going to look at that income. Right. They don't care. Some will. They discount it down some by 20 percent, some by 50 percent. Some banks will take the rental yeah. income into consideration okay. doing your debt ratios. But okay. you're right. In general, it's not a huge help. Yeah. So as long as I'm still employed, I like to try to get, you know, a couple more at least. Mm -hmm. Which is what happened to both Nick and I. I was the one who held on to my job the longest. And we maximized the crap out of that because we knew once we left, it was game over. When you're self-employed, the banks went from loving me personally to just hating me they wouldn't lend mm. me a kind of a, a cent 
Um, and it's funny because at that time we're like, don't you understand? We're helping people buy real estate. Like you should lend to us. Like we know what we're talking about. We're really good at this kind of stuff. Lend to, and they just hate, they literally from one day being employed to the next day, you're just kind of worthless to them. Yeah. It took us a long time to kind of re rebuild that back up with the banks. Yeah. Okay. So buy and hold. And then Vince, you guys haven't closed yet. No. But is, is that your thinking? Or do you think you're going to see if this property goes up in a few years and sell it, play it by ear? I think we're going to be a roll with the punches kind of couple, I guess. Um, that's just the way we are. We're not huge risk takers, but, you know, we wanted to get into this game a little. Not the game, but this uh, industry. It is a game. Yeah, I no, guess it's a game. I guess, yeah. I guess it is. We do you have a get... pension with your job right now? See, my, both, my, both Andrea and I, my wife, we're extremely lucky that we both have pensions when oh, we got retire. It. Got it. So, okay. So retirement is not something we worry about too much. It's just making our money work. I think that's where, you know, we're not looking so much as I need these, I need something for retirement. I, I got to have something or else who knows what's going to happen. No, that's not what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. Our thinking is let's have our money work a little harder for us instead of us working so hard for this money. Yeah, yeah got it. I think it's great that you have the properties too, because I remember uh, my wife's father who had a full pension from Castrol Oil. Uh, when he was born, he grew up through the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. So he was like 59 when he had Carol. So he was older, uh, remarried, had Carol. But his pension, even though he had a pension, and I think it had some inflation adjustment component to mm -hmm. it, the cost of everything just outpaced what his pension was able to provide for him. Yeah. So he was constantly coupon clipping, um, trying to make his dollar go further. Yeah. And I hope we're not at that. I hope we don't get to that I ourselves, I think, but... I well, and I, I'm not commenting on you yourself, no, 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 but, you have, I, but I think that's where we're headed. It's something that I just want to be direct with really. people yeah, yeah, on yeah, how yeah. I think, and I could be 100% like I understand I could be way wrong, I think but so. I think 100% we're headed to a time where everybody who thinks they have enough money for retirement is not even gonna have close to enough money for yeah. retirement because of the amount of money that needs to keep coming in the system that's gonna push prices of things higher. Mm. I don't think any inflation, the, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Inflation <laughs> is going to push everything higher. I just don't think these guys who plan for the, uh, the pension payouts are even remotely close to figuring this kind of stuff out. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm happy that you guys kind oh, of yeah, yeah. have this stuff. I know you also, I don't know if you wanted to talk about, I know you also uh, have a little bit of, uh, are we allowed to talk about Bitcoin? Absolutely. You have some Bitcoin. You bought some Ethereum like three years ago, Mario. Three, four, three just weird. Ago. He's yeah. just weird. Yeah. And then listen, I just <laughs> need to tell strange. you about, yeah, I need to tell you the difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum. This is what I just need to tell you. I, I assume hey, you have some uh, Bitcoin. You have no Bitcoin? No Bitcoin. Oh my gosh, we got to get Tom, some Bitcoin. Is Greg yeah. Foss going to show up? Yeah, Greg up? Foss actually <laughs> lives here. Greg <laughs> Foss lives in there. If somebody shows up with it that doesn't have any Bitcoin, he comes in here. Remember those Old Spice you. commercials? Oh, that's Where who, who would run down? I forget. Isn't the guy on America's Got Talent now? I forget I the guy. Remember. But the sure Old Spice you. commercial, that he would run people down. <laughs> See, this is yeah. a big Greg. advertising idea. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Greg, yeah, who knows if it's sold any more Old Spice, but it was a great commercial. Yeah. Um, but uh, the uh, yeah, Greg Foss actually tackles you as you leave here if you yeah. don't have any Bitcoin. So <laughs> when you when we leave here, Vince, you pull a right, let Mario go That's left because Greg Foss comes out of that office over there and he just <laughs> will run him down. Yeah, because he knows I have some. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We he smells it. We he actually, actually, we actually we get off. Greg Foss demands that we report back to him who comes here <laughs> with as Bitcoin owners and, and who doesn't. But listen, you need to just understand. Guy awesome. The guy is have, awesome. Though. He's awesome. Sorry, yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's, awesome. Awesome. he's amazing. I, I do follow him on Twitter. Yeah, I oh, do, do too now. Yeah, it's yeah. A, he's 
he's a little shy when, on, <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I find yeah. I find he's a little toned down. He's reserved. He's yeah. reserved. He should speak he, up a little. Yeah, yeah. Correct. <laughs> he like he literally makes he he basically makes fun of Trudeau, some of the biggest economists in the U.S., I'm, some of the yeah. biggest professors who teach economics in the U.S. Basically, if he thinks you don't have it figured out, in his mind, it's all grade eleven math. Have you seen that meme when it's just math? When he's, it's just him saying to some music, it's just math? Have you guys seen that meme? Yeah, yeah. but he <laughs> always mentions that. And he's, it's just math. It's just math. I love it because for years we were doing our little economic update. Yeah. And I was looking at different math. But I was always thinking to myself, with the debt, when the debt is growing at the rate it's going, if the economy is not matching, it just means there's more money. The inflation rate's going to go crazy at some point. We're screwed here. Everybody yeah. needs to own assets. So when I met Greg and he's just pounding the table saying it's just math, I'm like, oh my God, I found my hero. This guy's exactly, <laughs> he's older than me. He's saying exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, this guy. No, he's pretty awesome. Smart dude. Totally. Smart. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. So good. He was actually, yeah. he wore the Your Life, Your Terms t-shirt at some documentary, I think, that was filmed. Okay. We have a, I don't know if you know, we have a limited edition print. It says YLYT. No, but for him, we have a Bitcoin logo up here. So it's YLYT, it says your life, your terms. And then right here, there's a Bitcoin logo. And it's a, a Patrick, who's a member of ours, okay. on Twitter, wore our t-shirt and put a Bitcoin sticker here. Greg Foss sees this on Twitter. And, goes and he texts me and he's like, how come I don't have this t-shirt? <laughs> And to be fair, I don't know if he actually said it that way, but that's the way I remember it. Like, yeah. why don't I have such a T-shirt? Because he he loves our Your Life, Your Terms T-shirt. He represents it so well. Yeah. And so we did a special order of like 15 T-shirts, one for everyone in the office and one for Patrick and for him with the Bitcoin logo. And he picked it up. He I, I think he was on a long drive. He went somewhere to Bretton Woods, I think, with Jeff Booth. We gave one to, to him to give to Jeff. I don't know if Jeff... The Jeff, author? Jeff, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So Jeff Booth might have one as well. But apparently <laughs> Greg, Greg is wearing ours on some documentary. So if you see him wearing a YLYT t-shirt with the Bitcoin symbol, that's, it. that's where it that's came from. That's the story. Yeah, yeah. Why don't I have one of these? But uh, Ethereum, just I need to get this off my chest here. <laughs> this is Mary, you need to understand. No, no, you just need to understand. Bitcoin is more like... A, a, I know everyone's going to have their opinion. Bitcoin yeah. is more like a digital money. Mm-hmm. Ethereum and all the other ones that are referred to as shit coins or altcoins or whatever, to me, they're more like technology plays. So back in the tech boom, there was companies that were coming up with great ideas and some of them went on to do great things and some of them failed wildly. This is what this whole other space is. These things generally are not these, not generally, these things are not the same as Bitcoin. And for a whole host of reasons, I'm going to now have to give you one of my books, The Bitcoin Standard, that I keep handy for when I meet people like you. Yeah, there's some fresh copies. I, I, I don't that. have to go I anywhere. I just grab it here. <laughs> so when you leave here, you can read this book. And Saifedean does a much, much better job. And than sell I your Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. You can hold his <laughs> Ethereum if he wants to hold the Ethereum. But yeah, basically sell your... Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Do with whatever you want. But you need to understand Bitcoin's different. It's okay. a different It's a different piece. Okay. I keep waiting for these dips. And then when the dips come, like I'm going to wait again. A and Bitcoin I, dip? Yeah. And then, and then it's I, all a dip. It's all a it's dip. It's all a dip right now. You just buy it. See, that's where I'm at. That's what I was explaining to Nick. Nick was like, I'm like, no, this is all a dip. It doesn't matter. 62K, 30K, you just buy it. You just, you just buy so it. So it's on sale right now. It's, I, it's tough to see. This is like anyone listening to this, please do your own homework. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, it's much easier to talk about real estate that produces an income and I can touch <laughs> it. If you're going to buy, don't listen to Tom. Do your own research. But uh, to me, it's tough to see 10 years from now where we don't reflect back and go, wow, that was a a real kind of missed opportunity. Should have loaded up a little bit more. 
Um, but you have to go down the rabbit hole yourself. You got to research this stuff. It's not the kind of thing I think you would feel comfortable buying unless you do your own research. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't think you can treat Bitcoin like somebody told me to buy some, so I just got it and I went all in or something. No, 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 no. Sit down, do your research, yeah. read about it, of course, figure yeah. out if it's right for you and where it fits in your life. Yeah. But Mary, I'm here to tell you, it does fit, and you better buy some. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> or else don't yeah, walk in yeah, this yeah, office yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. But it is. <laughs> otherwise, the Rockstar office is closed. <laughs> 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 it's close. You have to text Mike only. You just text Mike and you see him. Meet him properties. outside, yeah. maybe. Or yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. You buy the property, yeah. but we don't communicate other than that. Okay. <laughs> Deal. But, uh, but I do believe over the next 10 and 20 years, we're just headed to an environment where you're going to want these assets. So if we flip back to real estate, I just love the fact that you guys mm -hmm. are buying real estate because I strongly believe that that's kind of the way. So I remember uh, my brother always, because my brother has also done real estate, and he's like, you know, you're working for money. Make your money work for you now. Yeah, yeah, and and when he said that, it clicked, and I'm like, "Fuck, you're right." So, you know, yeah, I can yeah, swear, yeah, but no, you no, you're swear. right. Um, you can swear. Yeah. Okay, then we're gonna drop a lot more f bombs. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Okay, but start. he's like, make make your money work for you now. And when as as soon as he said that, like he's got he's got a couple of buildings, and he's been doing it forever. I'm just I just oh, cool. this is your brother. My brother. He lives oh, wow. out in Belleville. Oh, cool. Yeah, he uh, he owned a um, a very successful franchise up there, and he retired at fifty. And once he sold that, he was bored for a year later, and then he ended up buying. He ended up buying a couple of buildings or three buildings for properties. He sold one off. He's got two now, and now he just like farts around and does like you know home renovations with someone and just to keep busy. But you know when he bought those buildings, I should that should have clicked in a little sooner for me. I don't know why I waited so well, long. Well, we're all busy. That, that was maybe at the time where you were doing the restaurant thing. And yeah, the, maybe. maybe. You don't, we can't all... You can only that. intake so much. Yeah. So, but that, whatever he said to me that time just stuck with me. And I'm like, all right, yeah. I need to do something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough it's a tough thing. And then how do you tell people just to buy a property? Now, you need a bit of money. Mm -hmm. Let's face it. And most Canadians we deal with are tapping into equity in their primary place of residence mm -hmm. and pulling it out that way. Very few people come to us and say, hey, I magically was able to save up $100,000 <laughs> and I'm ready to buy real estate, right? They're kind of taking some from their, from their place. I don't know if the AC turned on in here, guys. I'm sorry. It, 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 it's, it's hot. What can you tell me? What, what's going on with... Uh, do you follow the Blue Jays? Oh, uh, pretty closely. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, like, I gotta understand this because yeah, I'm gonna leave now. No, you don't yeah. follow Jays at all. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I don't follow Jays. Uh, I don't either. I'm just a bandwagon jumper. Oh, okay. Unless, no. unless yeah, yeah. Roberto Baggio plays for the Blue Jays, <laughs> <laughs> if they ever draft him, he's just Mario will be right soccer <laughs> fan. Do you? Are you at least a Leafs fan? Uh, no, Leafs I'll fan? watch hockey. But so you're I'm just not... Italian soccer. Not even Italian soccer. No, no, soccer in general. I oh. love, oh, no, but a, you Italian soccer fans are weird. We had the best Italian player here, Sebastian Giovinco. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, no, he was amazing. Now no, he's a free like agent. Tom, you no, almost he, kicked me out of your house no, one night. No, he was amazing. At the one time <laughs> when he was here, I would say he's maybe the second best free kicker in the world while he was playing for TFC. Against third-rate goalies. Against third-rate oh keepers. Sorry, I can't say goalies is a hockey if term. If you put it keeper. in the corner, off the crossbar, and the post, and in, At a mile and hour. Oh, my God, Vince. Tom. was the best free... I, I thought he was the best in the world. I'm only saying second best because at that time, I think Pirlo was still playing. And I know he, to you guys, Pirlo is like, oh, my God. <laughs> he can never be better than Pirlo. He can better be than... No one's better than Pirlo. But I'm telling you, man, he... He was brilliant. He's not a underrated. bad player. Underrated. He should have played for Italy. Best MLS player ever. Whoa. Whoa. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't no, follow no. it close enough. No, to no, really. no, no. He's, oh, he's right a free up there. agent now. He's right up there. They should, yeah. They should he bring may, him back. 
TFC should build a statue for him. Absolutely. Altador, Giovinco, yes. and Bradley. I think all of them. Everyone hates Bradley. Don't get me no, started. Bradley, why do you hate Bradley? <laughs> I hate Bradley more than I do Giovinco. Why Jovinko? do you hate Bradley? <laughs> uh, he came and he turned the whole he franchise. He's terrible. Why? He's awful. No. He's an awful football player. No. Vince. <laughs> Sorry. No, he's a great leader on the field. He, he turned everything around. You know what? Around. He may have the intangibles. He as does. A, yeah. As a leader, I will, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But as a football player, he's yeah. got absolutely no skill. No. <laughs> mm. yeah, it looks like he has no, two no, left feet. No. All, what about Altador? Altador? We need a statue for Altador. Altador I, scored I love, some of the biggest goals we've I ever I don't know had. what it is about Altador, but I love the guy. I oh, love. I would you're put that a weird TFC fan. I would man. put him way you above hate two out of the three best players we've ever had. I, hate is a strong word for Jovinko, but I do hate Giovinko. I think has a house here Great. in Oakville. Good for him. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's got a lot of friends some, here. Yeah, I, yeah, because my yeah. I think it was Aiden or my daughter. Somebody saw him on Instagram. And they're like Giovinko's in Oakville right yeah. now at his house. Yeah. So he's got a lot of family or friends he, out here. Yeah, so he stuck <clears> around. Toronto's a great place for him. Yeah, 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 for a lot of people. Say, like, well, best pasta, sa- no, best tomato sauce. He's in the got world seven of his jerseys. No, you have you have a bunch <laughs> no. of. Oh my god! <laughs> so wait, but you just follow. Ta- you don't follow. I any follow sport. soccer. I'll soccer. So who's your team? Juventus. Oh yeah, of course. I know every Italian is a Juventus fan. Yeah, I get yeah. it. You meet an Inter fan, it's like a miracle. Yeah, I know. You, That's it, right here. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, I was. Well, now actually. you changed. Okay. So why are you an Inter fan? I I was. Why don't you jump the bandwagon like him? Everybody there is Juventus. <laughs> no, fan. I was never a Juventus fan. Inter fan. Growing up, I was a soccer goalie. So and I my what's the word? My idol was Zenga. He used to be a goalie for Italy and and Inter. And that's how I fell in love with Inter. Yeah, and it. then I kind of, I don't know, through the years, kind of whatever, became my father's son a little more. So he he definitely cheers just for the Southern southern Italian teams. So now I'm just a Napoli guy. I've also Whoa, been, you're a Napoli guy. That's, that's rare. That's a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I would say I'm a Napoli Naples guy. is the only I'm not place. a huge fan. I'm not going to go out and buy jerseys. and I, I like like Mario or whatever. I like soccer. I like football. I like watching football. It doesn't matter who's playing or whatever. Sure, but you appreciate it, the game. Yeah, if I can cheer for one team, yeah, I guess it's Napoli. I like it. I've been Na- spoiled, though, with soccer, though. I, I, Juventus. No, I went to the ultimate game. Which? I went to Spain to watch El Clasico. Oh no way! So I saw Just, you happen to be in Spain, or you no, went no, for I went. My oh, wife bought it. My wife bought it for her fortieth birthday, and wow. we we both went. And I saw Ronaldo and Messi battle no. it out. Oh yeah, it was. You, I cried in that, that stadium. Was, sorry, which state were you in? Barcelona? Did you say no? In you, Real Madrid. Real, Real Madrid. Okay, I've been in the Barcelona stadium. Yeah. Barcelona stadium empty, and it looked intimidating then. There was a hundred thousand people chanting, and I had tears flowing down my face, like. And she's my wife's looking. She says, "You're crying." I'm like, "Feel this. This is amazing." It's right? insane. Yeah, I can't imagine. It's amazing. The, you know, I got video. I can show you yeah, after videos. Yeah. It's, it was such when, a great energy. So I'm about to go back to Croatia. I don't know with COVID and stuff. If we're going to a game, we usually always go to a game. Okay. And there's a team on the coast that are called High Duke, and the fan clubs there. Yeah. Like Aiden thought the TFC fan clubs are like aggressive, and then he comes to Croatia, and you <laughs> see the fan clubs there. They are completely insane. Like guys standing on the top of the stadium. Whereas if one step back, there's no safety. Like no. they're falling hundreds of feet down no. on this, uh, you know, onto the ground. But they're up there cheering. We're seeing fights break out in the stadium. Yeah. We went to see a game once. It was Hajduk against one of the uh, Prem teams, uh, Premier League. I think it was Stoke City. And the Stoke City fans were in a barbed wire section <laughs> of the arena with barbed wire facing in to keep them in. And the uh, the other way as well, there's two sections to keep the Hajduk fans out. So they were literally locked in there yeah. with, with cops there for their own security. Yeah. 
And uh, there's been other times where the, the Dinamo, the head club in Croatia, would f- uh, play Hajduk. Hajduk hates Dinamo. Okay. They would take the bus and throw it into the Adriatic Sea. <laughs> the, bus. the bus. The Greyhound the bus. bus. <laughs> they would throw it into the... <laughs> One time we saw a game there, there was... Armed police guards. You're going to think I'm making this up. No, no, not at all. Escorting the all. other team. Escort, as we're leaving the stadium, escorting the other team out of the stadium. Yeah. Police, like a police thing. Otherwise, these fans will. Yeah. So it over in Europe, it is a serious no, business. No, it's a different level. I it's a it. different I level. I saw a Champions League game in Portugal. It was uh, Benfica versus Dartmouth. And, uh, and they actually had that section of, of, of German fans. German? They're German. 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 German fans blocked off. For their safety. And there's an announcement after the game that says, please remain in your seats until told to leave. And they has, I think they had to wait over an hour and a half before they left the stadium. It's a, yeah, it's insane. I, That's a different level. Yeah, we I, don't understand I, it we, here. No, right? it's no, totally. It's no. All, when they're lighting off the flares and they would always light some of the chairs on fire. Yeah, yeah. And the chants were so loud. That one time we were there, the, the fan club was at the end of the stadium, and they were getting both sides of the stadium to sing different parts of the song. Okay. So the fan club would start singing. Then one side of the stadium, which might be full, like, I don't know, 30,000 people would sing a few lines. Then the fan club would respond. And then the other side of the yeah. stadium, so there's this, like, orchestra of music going around the place. And one year, the team was so bad. They lost. We were there, like, 6 nothing. My dad, after 5, I think it was 5 nothing, walked out of the stadium furious. We, could, we had to go find him. <laughs> Like we're there with my cousin. My dad just walked out in yeah, fury. Take it pretty he, oh my gosh, he lives for that team. So he they he walked out. We watched the end of the game. The team's leaving the field. The fan club starts cheering at jeering at them. Okay. The club turns around, walks to the fan club, and they hiss at them for like ten minutes. <laughs> ten ten minutes of it just hissing, like a hissing sound, like kind of almost shaming them. It was like you ever watch Game of Thrones where they're walking yeah. in there screaming, shame, Boom. shame. Yeah, I feel like they were just shaming them for 10 minutes. I'm like, what is happening No, it's here? insane. It's, it's, yeah. But this is all my way of asking you about the Blue Jays. Okay. This is how we started. Yeah, I know we so went Guerrero to... So Guerrero Jr., like, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm on, like, do I like this guy or not? Is he going to be good? Like, it seems like he's good, but now a major slump. Yeah, he's in a big slump. It's, it's baseball. It's 162 games. It's a lot of baseball. These guys are young. So, like, I guess I I just want to know, do I cheer for this team over the next three or four years? Absolutely. My son bought a Guerrero jersey. He had one for his birthday, so we have to cheer for him. Okay. And this Bo Bichette Bichette guy, he's the real deal? On defense, every time I He's okay. He's okay. He's he's not bad. He seems to hit. He seems to hit well. He's a... Right now, I would say he's probably just a bit better fielder maybe than hitter. He's a little bit wild. Yeah. On the oh, plate. Yeah. He? Okay. yeah, he strikes out a lot and whatnot, but okay. he'll be okay. He'll this team will be fine. Give yeah. him a I think they they were still too young this year to start contending. Okay. I think you and, gotta and, wait another year or so. Okay. This is the first time Guerrero and Bichette, I believe, have played a full season yeah. in the majors. And Guerrero, I know, is twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred and sixty two. Yeah, but he's twenty two years old. I believe so. Yeah. I, I, I'm I not sure. I, actually age, know, yeah. I, I, I think I actually know that one. Okay. So something um uh I just need to know. You're not a Leafs fan? I forget. No. You're not. not. No, Mario doesn't care. Mario doesn't but, care. But why are you not a Leafs fan? Who, who do you like? I'm a Flames fan. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a story behind it, but yeah. Why are you a Flames fan? Well, you're, uh, what happened was... Jane and Finch Italian. It doesn't... There's <laughs> it doesn't, nothing you can know, tell when me I met, actually, When I met Vince the first day, he was playing basketball in his driveway wearing a Calgary Flames jersey. With a no. gun. Yeah. <laughs> why That's how proud I am. No, what happened was uh, way Randy back... McDonald or something? <laughs> no. Way back in the day, obviously we all at this table remember Honest Ed's. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So my mother would shop there once in a while. And uh, the one time she goes, Vince, they have jerseys there. 
I don't know how she knew they were hockey jerseys. I don't know. Can't remember. I didn't, yeah, I but this, this is thing. why you became a Flames fan? Yeah. And she goes, and I go, I was never a Leaf fan. And uh, she goes. Why are you saying that so proudly, dude? Because I'm Leaf so fan proud. No. <laughs> I'm so proud not to be a Leaf fan. But anyway, so uh, my mother comes, my mother, co- I go, she goes, you know, you want me to buy you a jersey? I, she goes, which one? I go, whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as it's a Canadian team. Because like I said, I was never really a fan of one particular team. She comes home and uh, she comes home with a Flames jersey because she saw the C. She thought it was Canada. That's awesome. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with the flag. I forgot of about Canada. the story. Yeah, I yeah. totally forgot yeah. about the story. So she since, got you a Canada jersey, but it's actually Calgary Flames. And that was it. That was probably. I'm trying to I remember. can see how hard it is to convince Vince of something. Yeah. Hey, Vince, got you this jersey. Okay, I'm a fan for life. <laughs> for, life <laughs> for life, right? Forget, like, forget. I'll be. I like to. While I have the jersey, I'm a fan for life, <laughs> and I actually hate the Leafs. I don't know. I can't remember no, how old what? I you was. I was li- probably six, grade six, seven. Vince, which makes any it 12, hockey fan 11? from Toronto who's not a Leafs fan, it's a weak, because you have to be a strong person to be you a Leafs fan. Be. So you actually took the easy route, dude. If I may you come have. back, listen, you could come back to be a Leafs fan. Leafs fans are very inviting. No. We welcome everybody Tom, to rediscover no the truth and become a Leafs fan. This is the year, dude. Tom. Stanley Cup, it's a lock. Not a Ma- chance. Mary, what if, <laughs> if someone was, um, I, I'm curious, when someone's thinking about getting into real estate, from what you know now, if you try to reflect back to when you thought you were going to get started, did it match your expectations like when you thought you were going to get into real estate, was it, has it been easier, harder, more expensive, more time consuming, less time consuming? Like, can, uh, can I you wouldn't ca- say time consuming at all, other than the first sort of initial things that we have to do. Um, but I would say it's been a pretty easy journey, right? Um, so no unexpected calls from tenants? I've had a few and I've dealt with them. And if I couldn't deal with them, I would just send somebody out to do them. Okay. So what, what can you give us an example of what, one of those? Was it like a repair, uh, a flood in the yeah, basement? Yeah, one of the most, no, thank God, nothing big like that. But one of the most recent ones was uh, the, the, uh, the students there. Um, she called me and she says, oh, our, our toilet flusher string broke. And I'm like, okay, if I send a if I send a, a plumber there, it's gonna cost me 350 bucks. If I go, it's gonna take me two hours, a five dollar piece at Canadian Tire, and I did it. And I went out there, and it like literally took me two minutes to fix. But that's like, you know, okay, that was so you have you haven't had any major things. So no, far. nothing major. I'm pretty handy too, so I can I can chances are I can do a lot if I do it. Um but if it's something major, yeah, I'll have to call somebody. How do you think about reserves for your property? Nick and I try to always, uh, and so our financial systems change a little bit. It's not as like pressing right now, but we used to try to build up $5,000 was like, let's try to let an account that is associated with a property build up $5,000 because then if we need a new furnace. Is that like or, a safety net? Yeah. Kind of like thing. If, yeah. At the time in our 20s, yeah. then we, you know, we didn't have any extra money. So if a furnace went down, yeah. like it was a problem. Like yeah. We didn't have money to get the furnace. So that was our goal. Do you have any thinking that way? Or? Yeah, everything for the, the rental properties, I have a separate account. And I make sure I have at least, actually I make I have at least five grand in there. Cool, um, okay. You know, I have at least enough to cover my, my mortgages and then anything extra that uh, we need to do. And then um, you haven't had to need any paralegal. So, you know, we have a great paralegal. <clears throat> Kelly Hawks is an amazing woman who understands the Tenant uh, Act really well. No, nothing yet. Yeah, you've no. not needed those services. You met, uh, did you meet Jerry? Which, I don't know what, Jerry's Jerry awesome. Gatto? Yeah, you met Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. We, Another Italian. See how <laughs> surrounded here? And, and, and what did you say? Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> 
Yeah, regrettably, I have to admit, he's a great guy. Uh, he's a great guy. We just contacted his office today, oh, actually. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're to get breaking. the ball rolling. All these guys are, like, the, the mortgage, the banking industry is broke. So what we're seeing in the banking industry is even though some of the mortgage brokers we use have really upped their staff, the banks haven't increased their capacity. So to, some of the financing is just taking forever yeah. and refinancing. Yeah. And the lawyers are getting crushed. So everybody in the industry, I mean, I guess right now these are good problems. But everyone in the industry is getting crushed and they're having difficulty hiring people. And I was just thinking about your buddy who owns the restaurants when you mentioned it's hard to find people. Mm -hmm. Today, I was just looking at data where the unemployment, um, the amount of Canadians on unemployment for the last 20 years is roughly about 600,000 or so people every year. And the current amount of people on unemployment is 1.7 million. So we're about three times. Wow. What that's a big number. That's a, a big, big number. Jump. And we have multiple people telling us who have different local businesses, some restaurant owners, some managing golf courses, where they're putting up kind of, you know, the help wanted kind of signs and advertising, yeah. and they're getting crickets. They're getting no response. So when I saw that many people, and I just saw that today, I'm like, okay, I finally understand. If we have triple the amount of people pulling in income, no wonder there's money flushing around the system here. And that people are having difficulty hiring. Mm -hmm. So for small business owners, it's a lot of them are. It's tough right now. Absolutely. So um, I remember even before that, when when I sold my shares to my partner, I think I I think we were done the deal in November. December is when they up the um, minimum wage, and what you were paying a cook wage, you're now paying your dishwasher wage. So that just crushed it even more. So it's just, it's, it's a grueling business. Like I'm talking restaurant specific, but you're getting, you're collecting money from the government and you're not working. You're not going to go work in a restaurant. Yeah. Right. It's sad. Like, and it's a tough thing. Like the restaurant is, it's fun. And if we go down to lockdown, I don't even want to envision our winter right now, but I'm just thinking like some of these restaurant owners, we've been trying to support the the restaurants that we kind of visit, yep. take out, tipping, yep. even though we're doing, t you know, just trying to do our part. Yep. But at some point you got to think some of these businesses, I'm just scared that if we go down to another lockdown, what happens to some of these businesses? And uh, yeah. anyway, I'm just reading today on Twitter, just people are already talking about it. We got to lock down indoor eating again, yeah. again, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping like, we don't go there. I'm hoping everybody who wants to stay home can now decide for themselves yeah. if they want to stay home. If you want to come out, if you get the vaccine, great. If you don't get the vaccine, that's your choice. So be it. But let's kind of just yeah, live a little bit yeah. here. And I'm scared for our kids, too, on the lockdowns. Like, yeah. just what's going to happen? School. School. I mean, the social impact of this. And it's funny because uh, the, the few f uh, friends that we have that are in firefighting and stuff, they're telling us, and I mean, this is anecdotal, this isn't, I don't have the actual data on yeah. this, that they're seeing more domestics and more drug problems than mm -hmm. they had seen normally. And it's like, these are second order effects that we live in a complex world in a complex economy. If we try to isolate for one thing, all these other things can go out of whack and nobody's watching out for this stuff or no, no. one seems to care, even if they are kind of looking at some of this data, but who's monitoring all this stuff? Even in, even in my industry, I can't tell you how many people have taken a leave of absence from a mental health issues or... And, and that I can't even blame some people because on the media, <clears throat> when it's always just be scared, lock down again, Absolutely. here's yep. the number of cases. Like I just, can we just stop talking about cases? Like yes. if we're going to talk about deaths and hospitalizations, if the whole thing was to make sure the hospitals don't get overrun, why are we not as a country talking about how many ICU beds we've added? Mm -hmm. like that's the only thing I'm kind of like, why are there's no journalist saying, hey, 
In Oakville, we've been able to add two ICU beds or 20 ICU beds or 50. And I believe private businesses, if we were, and by the way, I've communicated with our government this, Mm -hmm. that if you came to private businesses and said, hey, we need some fundraising efforts because we need to get 10 ICU beds in Oakville or 20 or 30 or 200 pronto, there's businesses out here that would fundraise for that. We would gladly fundraise for that. Where are those requests? And then when I ask, how many beds have we added? Crickets. There's no response. I'm like, I'm just curious. Like, if this is a hospital thing, how much have we added to our hospital system? You get no info. So we're coming to the point now where, okay, this is enough. Let's let's get real here. Let's ask some real questions. But anyway... Um, yeah, it's, no. pro- it's probably why I'm not in politics. No. I, I could not. Su- I could not. Kind <laughs> it's of a tough game. That's yeah, a tough it's, game. It's a total tough game. Yeah. So um, last thing before we wrap up here, do you talk about real estate with any of your friends or is that just a subject that you kind of leave um, off? And- some of them. Some, yeah, yeah, some yeah. of them are into it. Um, I don't like to. Vince knows me. I don't like to f- tell people a lot of stuff about what I do on the side and everything and even with the restaurant at the time, I was like, you know, I kept it low key, even from my own office. Like I had the opportunity to cater so many office meetings with my own food, but I never did it because I didn't want anything, you know. Smart. Oh, no, I agree. Right. Smart. Oh, he's, he's, he's slacking in the office because of this. Like I didn't want any of that connection happening. So I kept it, you know, nobody knew a lot of that stuff. No, but I think we, amongst our friends, we're about a group of 10 of us. Yeah. We, we talk about a lot we of talk, yeah. Yeah, investment. One of our friends and, is a real estate agent. Yeah. Um, well, we talk about yeah. it. Yeah, it's not a huge part of our conversations, but there is some conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's but I don't. I don't say you should do this or you yeah. should do that. Like mm-hmm. you know, we just talk about it in casual, and that's it. Yeah, I'm always kind of torn. Lately, this summer, we've been doing less podcasts, and I've had some time to think, and I'm like. Because I've always tried to take the approach, even though we have this podcast and our business is about real estate, I've always tried to take the approach that lead with education. Come to us if you want some information, but you ultimately decide for yourself. Of course. If you want this. But I feel like now I'm crossing this bridge where I'm like, I'm just going to tell people they got to do this. Like, you know what? Fuck it. You better (laughs) fucking do this. Like, you have to do this. This is the point where I'm kind of wrestling with myself a little bit. I'm like, do I just tell people, listen, okay, look, I know you think this is crazy, but come here, take these classes, read what you need to read. Take this. It's like you with the Bitcoin standard. I'm going to get you to talk. (laughs) I'm just like, I've had enough. You need to do this. So I don't know if it's age or just I see a sense of urgency or Greg Foss has gotten to me. It may be the Greg Foss standard. But I do, but I just do see. The Greg Foss standard. (laughs) Yeah. The (laughs) Greg Foss standard. We, uh, the, 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 uh, the, just the way I see our government spending money um, and what I think when I extrapolate that out, just using some basic math over the next 10 years, I'm like, this, is, I don't see the way out. And I feel like if I have the opportunity to try to help people, I want to. Mm. But then I just sound like such a sales guy because we own Rockstar and see we sell real estate. Yeah. But what people don't know is that I don't, you know, I guess I own Bitcoin. I was going to use Bitcoin saying I don't own the Bitcoin company and I'm a promoter of that, but I own some Bitcoin. So maybe that's not a, a that good example. But even if I didn't own real estate, I believe in owning assets. Yeah. So I guess what I want to start telling. Sorry, Tom, but don't you think uh, this pandemic is kind of, brought the, all the warts out totally. of, of our co- economic system and all the financials said. and uh-huh. stuff like that. I never followed it closely, to be quite honest with you, like the financial markets and this and that. But 
with this pandemic. People have more time and, and all the ugliness is starting to come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like totally. it, it's easy when everything's grooving, every, everything's rock and roll. It's easy to carry on inflation, this inflation, that's okay. I'm working, he's working, but now people aren't working. People are having a hard time. Governments are handing out money hand over fist. There's, They're just printing money. Like it's a, it, all the ugliness is starting to come out now and people are smarter these days. I think some people are paying more attention to it. You're right, yes. 100%. Well said. I I've, agree. And I've kind of, I kind of skewed one of my buddies' uh, perception on real estate. He's heavily, not a, one of our buddies, another guy, he's heavily into the stock market. And every time I bring up the housing thing, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this. And he's like, do you know what I can do in the stock market with hundred grand of a down payment? Like he's so the other way. And then you got to deal with tenants and then you got to deal with this. And I'm like, there's no converting you. Yeah. You're like, you're yeah. just so... And he's right. You do have to deal with tenants. And yeah. there are, he's yeah. right on a lot no, of yeah, what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people, and I guess your buddy's using some leverage. That's why he's talking about it. You can't... The leverage you get with real estate is often from a lot of people. I'm not saying your buddy at all, but for people I deal with, they never take that into account. I'm like, well, with $100,000, I can control you know, $500,000 property, $600,000 property. Mm -hmm. And that gives me a lot of opportunity to make some gains on my $100,000 when I'm leveraging it like this. It's basically like I'm shorting the dollar. I'm basically saying, forget these dollars. I will borrow all these dollars. But I'm, my hedge is that this uh, real estate, this scarcer asset real estate is going to appreciate more than these dollars are going to go up yeah. in value. Yeah. Um, and then Vince, yeah, to your point, it's just to me, it's such basic math. Like when we started this business in 2008 or so, there was about $9 trillion of debt in the U.S. Today, there's $27 trillion. It's triple. Yeah. It's triple the amount of debt in just over 10 years. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, okay. And property prices in Canada, and it's not a perfect correlation. Interest rates have a lot to do with this. There's so many more variables here. But if I boil it down to just like at a high level thing, if we're going to triple again, that means we're going to like $81 million, if I did this right, in in debt in the U.S. over the next 10 years. 81 if, trillion. If it, 81 trillion. If it just keeps the same pace, <laughs> yeah. does that mean property prices are tripling again? Because if it did, and I know nobody thinks this is possible, but the house, how much did you spend on this recent purchase? Do you know? 600 and change probably. Yeah, no. something like that. That's it's terrible. No, right? actually, I think yeah. it was like he five, just buy, he buys five houses seven like cookies. Five, you know, yeah, hey, what's this? Another yeah, cookie? I, I'm gonna buy, it's like a cup of coffee. It's he like buys a cup houses coffee. like blazers. I'll have a cup of coffee <laughs> and that house over there. Yeah, yeah he's a high roller. Hold he's on, call high, Andrea, please. He's a, he's a high roller. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, what did you sell these guys? Yeah. They don't know? No, they have no idea. So, but does that mean the $600,000 home in St. Catharines at the end of this decade is, what's that going to be, $1.8 Like, is that... Because but how? But no, but but yeah. I know. But I'm telling you, we sat right here in 2008, not not in this office, but yeah. doing this yeah. business, and we had people at 200. We had somebody on our team. He'll know who he is. We were selling property properties on the Hamilton Mountain for 205,000, fully detached, three bedroom driveway up the side. They went to about 224,000, and then they went to about 234. And he pulled me aside one day. He said, "Tom, I guess we're done. How are we going to ever ask an investor?" to pony up 234,000 when we were just selling these about a, six months ago or a year ago for 205. Wow. And today those homes are like $750,000. So just like you're just saying right now, I but know. how could we? I know. I'm only saying we've been there because it's tripled on us since we started this business. Yeah. And I don't understand how the government gets out of this. My fear isn't that it triples. My fear is that it quadruples and what does that do to society if it quadruples? Because then the people who the have the separation between the haves and the have nots yes. 
is absolutely massive. So my actual fear, I know this sounds crazy, is that it goes up too far too fast. And I think the dangers to that upside because of the societal impacts that that will then cause, if that makes any sense. No, no. Knowing that people yeah. who have assets you'll, will all benefit from it for sure. But then you'll be quickly painted the villain. And no one will care that you worked two jobs for that many hours and you hustled and then you looked at... To that estate. point. Yeah, yeah, and that you're working. How hard are, yeah, are you working every day? Saving I work, up, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> working to save up, yep. down payment, accessing capital from a property, taking yeah. the risk. Of, no one's going to care. No. You're an asset owner and you're a villain. That's my fear is where we're headed, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, yeah you just got to get your voice out. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll the see The best you can, is. yeah. Guys, I, I appreciate this. We only did one shot at tequila. Next this time we'll fun. do two shots at tequila. That's okay. I appreciate this. But Mario, uh, been a pleasure getting to know you better, man. Seriously, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for doing this. I was a little thing. starstruck today. I'm going to be honest with you. No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to give you a copy of our newsletter when you leave so you can show adver uh, other advertising executives this is what, they what a professional do. newsletter <laughs> looks like, okay? Yeah. And Vince, appreciate this. Man. Hey, anytime. Hey, I love and it. And don't worry. Next time you uh, you leave your Your Life, Your Terms t-shirt at home, because I know I've given you at least 10, that's okay. Maybe a little bit more. Mario's yeah. wearing I was even going to bring my hoodie. Hey, this is an advertising guy. probably hates the design, but out of respect, He's wearing the t-shirt. There better, your t there better be a closet in this now place. Now Greg Foss is coming for you too. Oh my That's God. <laughs> oh my God. I'm terrified of that yeah, guy. Yeah. Thanks guys. I <laughs> Thank you very that, much, Tom. It's been awesome. Hey everyone, hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Mario and Vince. I know I did. We're definitely going to be bringing them back. And if you are listening to this and you want to get started in real estate yourself, but don't know where to begin, you can pick up some information from us for free on one of our introductory training classes. You can register for that at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's www.CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's it for this particular episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.